Hey, everybody, live from Toronto, it's Hebsey on Sports. Welcome to the show. I'm Mark Hebsher here in Little Italy, along with Toronto Mike, a proud resident of New Toronto. And if you haven't guessed by now, we're pretty Toronto specific here. And uh, that's because we got the Leafs, we got the Raptors, we got the Jays, we got TFC, we got the Argos, we've got the what's the lacrosse team's name? I forget now. Rock. Rock. <laughs> All these teams, tons of sports fans here in Toronto. And today on the show, we're going to talk about your favorite team, my favorite team, our favorite teams. You might even add the Buffalo Bills to your favorite team, even though it's Toronto. I get that. They're the nearest NFL team, and a lot of folks from this particular area are fans of the Buffalo Bills. They're in action again this weekend. Very exciting in the playoffs. <laughs> today on the show, I don't understand why teams that break protocol and become infected with COVID don't have to forfeit games. I don't understand this. Why are we pandering to these teams? <clears throat> Do they have no respect at all, some of these people? And I don't care if it was a player that went to a party without a mask. Uh, you know, I don't care if it was a, uh, you know, a, a public relations assistant that somebody did something wrong that affected the entire team, and now it's affecting the entire league just because of someone's cavalier attitude. I'm sick of this. The Dallas Stars have 17 people who came down with COVID. And what does the NHL do? Okay, we're going to postpone your first three games. And it's going to probably be more than three games. It's going to screw up the schedule. Like their opponents, why should their opponents have to suffer? Oh, we're sorry, you're going to have to go back to Dallas at another time in March because they're sick right now. Well, well, what if Mar when March comes along, I got injury problems? Why should I have to go back to that game because these jerks somebody on that team or a few people decided to break protocol. I just think it's unfair. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. I mean, look at Kyrie Irving, this nut bar. He goes maskless to his sister's birthday party when he's supposedly sick. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was, he was, um, he was taking private time. That's what it was. Right. It, personal it was, it was, you know, private matter, personal matter. The personal matter was he had to go to his sister's birthday party with a bunch of other maskless people. <laughs> so what's going on there? And, and not only that, now the Nets go and trade for James Harden, who, if I'm not mistaken, was at a strip, a couple of strip joints recently, got fined $50,000 for going maskless at a strip joint. <laughs> Mike, is that any worse than just being maskless, period? Um, maybe it's you're indoors, it's close, uh, you're close <laughs> to others. It might be worse. <laughs> right? <laughs> Crazy. It's just, it's nuts. Um. The Leafs and Habs the other night, man, what a game that was. Yeah, that I was. We see more of that end to end action. Right. And I say from here on in, no more exhibition games. Just forget exhibition games. <laughs> yeah, but you're forgetting like something. You're forgetting have something. <laughs> have 20 blue and white games, right, Mike? I guess if you can sell 18,000 tickets to blue and white games, why bother with the uh, exhibition games? Like, it's all about the I tickets, right? right? <clears throat> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I, I um I thought the game was great. I thought the broadcast was terrible. I thought for the first game of the season, a big big opener, Montreal, Toronto, yeah, that it would be a better telecast. And, so and, what was and maybe lacking? Because I thought I don't know. I thought Ron McLean, <clears throat> excuse me, and David Amber, and you know the A team was going to be doing this like Hockey Night in Canada game, but it wasn't. It was a Sportsnet. It looked like a Sportsnet, like a regional game, and um. And I didn't recognize like a few of the people of the panel. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Oh, 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 that's, oh. So, you know, you let me know. Tell, well, tell okay, me, I'll tell you, you. I just think Brian Burke is so freaking miserable. Like, I just have no time for such a sourpuss. I'm trying to watch a hockey game and have some fun, Leaves versus Habs. And he just, it just seems so miserable. But I, I'm curious to know from you, like, who do you think on that panel? It was Jeff Merrick was basically the host and you had your panel. But who was lacking in your opinion? Right, that we're trying to tease that. We're going to get oh, into Oh, okay. I, I, I'm is, flying blind. the tease here. I'm, I'm flying blind here. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're still in the tease. My apologies. Portion of the show. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. Don't you worry. The Raptors <laughs> continued their odyssey in the United States because that's where they live now. Uh, they were home to Charlotte and they almost blew a double-digit lead again. Right. They hung on to win. We'll talk about that. The NFL playoffs, the Bills get the Baltimore Ravens at home Saturday night. Uh, while a couple of 40-somethings will get it on in the big, easy Sunday night. Brady against Breeze, 85 years old between the two of them. Liam Hendricks signs with the White Sox, $54 million over four years for a relief pitcher? That's crazy. <clears throat> and there were people who, like, you know, said, oh, the Jays should go after him. Like, yeah, I wouldn't pay that much for a relief pitcher. I'm sorry. Uh, no, 
and we've had him before. And at least one baseball broadcaster, Mike, thinks Mark Burley should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame and actually put his name on his ballot. Wow. Now, that's really crazy. <laughs> uh, and 80% of all Japanese people surveyed said they would vote against holding the Olympics there in July. Mm. And meanwhile, 5,000 fans showed up at the, uh, were allowed to go into the game, the Phoenix-San Jose hockey game last night in Phoenix. 5,000 wow. of them. Wow. Even though... Phoenix and the state of Arizona is the biggest hotbed for COVID-19. Hundreds of deaths yesterday alone, thousands of new infections. But hey, 5,000 of you, come on, yell and scream and breathe on each other uh, inside the arena. Of course, they must have great ventilation there for them to be allowed to do it. <laughs> yeah. But I can't believe what's going on in sports these days. So let's get right to it. Okay, let's do it. The NHL announced on Tuesday that 27 players tested positive during formal training camp. And while the positive test came from nine different teams, the Dallas Stars accounted for 17 of them. Now, the Stars have already paused practices. I like the way they said we've paused practices due to the COVID-19 issues. And it remains to be seen if their season will start on time, even after being rescheduled. They're set to begin with a game against the Lightning on January the 19th, which is next Tuesday. It doesn't look like it's going to happen from the accounts I'm getting. It doesn't look like you're going to be able to field a team. Their first three games of the season have already been postponed, which means their opponents have to rejig their schedules too, even though their opponents are COVID free. Okay. Nonsense. But do you think that that's a CBA thing, right? Like that's probably handled on, uh, on a, you know, they made some agreement on this, like, right. Cause I'm, I'm agreeing with the I sentiment. Don't, Mike, I don't okay. think so. I, I'll be honest with you. They're making it up as they go uh -huh. along. I really believe that they don't know themselves. <laughs> we'll worry about it when the time comes. Like right now, it's like, it's only Dallas right now. And remember, you're not playing in a bubble anymore. Right. I mean, in the bubble, you've got no problems. Okay. You're tested. But once you're allowed out of a bubble and you're going to be getting on airplanes and going on buses and got, come on. Right. These people are taking advantage. It should be a privilege to be able to play hockey. My kids can't play. Can your kids play, Mike? <laughs> no, they cannot play. That's... Are they allowed to? Are they, are they, are they, uh, well, as long as Sidney Crosby can play, then, you know. Well, if maybe. Why not if, your if, kids? Why not my kids? So, but, uh, you know, this is this is a privilege, and they're taking advantage right. of it. And now the league is basically saying, it's okay if you get tested positive for COVID. We'll just, we'll just postpone the games to a later date. So, so you're, you're suggesting that if you can't ice the team, you forfeit the game. Exactly. But that's what, you know, the problem, I guess, is that that's one less. But isn't that uh, the case? Isn't that the case even without a pandemic? If you yeah. can't field a team, you have to forfeit the game. But it's all about the, the dollar bills, yo. Like this is going to be a le one less television uh, program for whoever's oh, got well, the right. Yeah, sorry about that. But how about how about um, um, how about if the Leafs go into Ottawa mm -hmm. like they are tonight? They play tonight and tomorrow in Ottawa. Right. And they find out that Ottawa's got whatever number of people tested positive for COVID. Right. And, and on their taxi squad of what is it? Five, six people. Even if they include their taxi squad, they can't field a full team. They can only field 14 players. Right. Like Germany did during the world junior championships, right? Or something. Something like that. You either play with the 14 that you've got or you forfeit the game. And that would be fun. The I NBA, think there's teams that are playing with seven, eight guys. Right. Right, right, okay. right. Okay. I'm with Now you. they could have said, no, 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 that's not enough. And the league could say, oh, let's let's postpone the game. But the league in that case says, look, you do what you can to field a team. You do everything possible to field a team. And if that means using, you know, only seven guys or whatever, well, that's your disadvantage. You're going to have to play with seven. It wouldn't be any different if the team just had a massive injuries. Mm. The point is this, yeah. is that there's a certain responsibility that you have to take as a team, an entire team, and if one, there's one bad apple, then the whole team pays. And that's the way life usually is. I mean, you go into any, any team sport, and the coach says, all right, anybody breaks curfew, the entire team gets punished. Right. So in this case here, if the Dallas Stars, and I don't know who it was, and they're still doing contact, contact tracing, if that person was cavalier enough to think that they could break protocol, okay, because there's no bubble anymore, and that affected the entire team mm -hmm. and, and the entire league, then that person's team should be punished by having to forfeit those possible two points. That's all there is to it. Tough love. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Tough, yeah. And, and here's the thing. Like I like Rick bonus. I'm happy that he's the head coach of the Dallas stars. He got the job last year, uh, the full-time job this year. He said, quote, the stars did everything right last week and we still got hit with this thing. 
No, Rick, no. Mm-hmm. Somebody screwed up on your team and it's, it should cost your team. But all it's costing your team is you're going to have to play a, a, a more compressed schedule when you're back to playing. Right, right. But it should cost you forfeit. You should have to forfeit those games. Or like I said, field a team. If 17 people on that team, and that I'm thinking it's 17 players or 15 players and two staff. Because even with 15, if you, you should with your taxi squad still have another 10 skaters, go ahead and play with 10. Hebsy, what about, what about I've this? Had to, look, I, when I play pickup hockey, sometimes we, we, got, we play with like five guys yeah, the whole game. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Hey, hey, you got nine skaters. You got a taxi squad. Maybe you get special <laughs> dispensation from the league that allows you to call up somebody else from some other, I don't know, whatever. Get, go, go get the Zamboni driver uh, for your goalie. Right. But field a team. Mm. Go and field a team. Do you think, though, that... And if- don't tell me that, oh, we're going to lose ticket sales. You have no ticket sales. You're not going to get less people coming into the building because you can't field your A team. Right. The game will still be televised. But Hebsey man, Hebsey man, if you if it was going to cost the team points, like something significant, like and that could be a possible uh, playoff spot, then po- is there any potential there that teams are uh, find a way to hide? Like the people who are supposed to be quarantined are now they're going to like lie or somehow find a way to deceive the league. You know what I mean? Like the protocols, maybe they'll uh, that might incent teams to be less honest. This way, at least teams have to be very honest about who was potentially exposed and needs to be quarantined, et cetera, et cetera. Look, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you may recall several months ago, an NHL player contacted uh, contracted the coronavirus, tested positive for COVID nineteen. Do you remember who that player was? Do you remember someone releasing that player's name? Uh, Steve and Simmons. people being outraged, outraged, uh, Austin invasion Matthews. of privacy that no one should know right. who this NHL player was that contacted. God forbid we find out the name of the person that contracted COVID-19. Right. Austin Matthews. Right. Thank you, Steve Simmons. But no, 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 no. How dare he do that? When every other league was naming the names of the guys, we all knew it was Rudy Gobert, the first guy for Utah Jazz. People were coming forward, taking responsibility. Well, guess what? The NHL just now, just this week said, by the way, we are now going to release the names of players who have COVID-19 during the regular season. They didn't do it during training camp. They didn't do it last year, but now they're doing it. Why do you think that is, Mike? Why do you think they're being transparent now, the NHL? You tell me. Steve Simmons got roasted (laughs) because he violated Austin Matthews' privacy? Come on. We're talking about the, 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 the interest of the entire public. Right. Right. Man, it's a mad, mad world. It's a mad, mad world, Hebsey. Mike, uh, I don't like it when they're keeping things from us. I don't like this. The NHL's making this up as they go along and hoping like hell that because they're not playing in a bubble and because all the Canadian teams are staying in Canada, that nobody associated with, and I'm talking, there are several tiers of teams. Obviously, the top tier are the players, the coaching staff, the training staff that all travel together. Right. Then there's another tier that they're not supposed to be in direct contact with, which would be the PR people, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's another tier, which are the stadium workers, the maintenance workers, uh, the Zamboni drivers, also, which cannot come in contact with either of the other two tiers. Now, that's easy to do in a bubble. You don't have to worry about that. But, but man, they're traveling all over. the. I'm in Dallas. I'm in Phoenix. I'm in L.A. You know, that the, you know, that the, you know where the San Jose Sharks home games are this year? No. They're not in San Jose because Santa Clara County had declared an emergency oh. a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wouldn't even allow them to congregate on the ice to trade or practice, much less go to the games. Guess where their home games are now? Phoenix. Wow. I didn't know that. That's wild. There you go. Phoenix. <laughs> what, where are the Toronto Raptors playing their home games? Tampa. Is it Tampa or Orlando? I can't even remember. Is it? I think it's Tampa. Like the bubble was in Orlando, but I think they play in Tampa. Right, right, right. It's Tampa. I get those two places mixed up anyway. <laughs> right. It's like central Florida. Anyway. Right. So, you know, we've got some serious problems going on here. People are like, oh, yeah, we'll just postpone. I'm looking at the schedule going, oh, wait a second. I'm looking for, oh, no, no, I can't watch that game. Even in English soccer, you know, they, they postponed one game and then they added another game and some team complained that they only had 48 hours notice. And I mean, it was, it's just ridiculous. The NBA, by the way, this week is postponed up to this point right now. <clears throat> they've postponed 10 games. 10 games. Right. <clears throat> Specifically, those are the Phoenix Suns who happen to reside in the same city as the Phoenix Coyotes, who think it's okay to allow 5,000 fans in while the Suns are, are racked with COVID. What's that about? Is that just some Republican governor who just doesn't believe in be. this virus? <laughs> but even the people, look, 
the way I understand it is this, 5,000 unvaccinated people <clears throat> indoors, mm. cheering, Bad yelling, idea. screaming at their place. You know, I don't care if you're within 15 feet. If I'm yelling and screaming at you, my my spittle and everything else is, you know, going right towards you. I don't, you know, Bad oh, idea. good ventilation in the arena. <laughs> I mean, and I, you know what, Habsy, I noticed, even if they wear masks, they buy the hot dogs and beer. Well, guess what gets removed while they have their, you know, right. half an hour meal or whatever. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, this, and, and again, we're far enough away in Toronto. It's like, hey, guess what? In Ontario, you know, we're, we're down to 2,000 some odd per day. It's, we're doing better now, you know? Um, so we're, we're kind of in our own little, like little, Toronto or Ontario bubble here, or we're trying to be. Right. Whereas, you know, the rest of the world and certainly the rest of the sporting world, there's all kinds of problems. There's, there's teams in every league basically that have got this and it's only the beginning of the season, Mike. We've just be getting on airplanes and go to the hotels and I mean, come on, this is no bubble. Here's what they should do. If they have another outbreak like this, mm -hmm. they should find a way to schedule all uh, to schedule a bunch of games like you know like playing every day for example for 20 days or whatever it is in a bubble take a week off like just take a week and then come back into the bubble and play your other 20 games or whatever it is that way you can assure people that that, that there's not going to be a disruption that that last year worked out I think pretty well, if you think about it, NBA and NHL. I think they did a heck of a job in the bubbles. Agreed. Agreed. So why can't you go back to that? They Rather than yeah. the fear of, of, you know, testing positive, of ruining the schedule. Imagine, imagine Dallas in, um, I don't know, March or April, when they've got to play all these games now, the ones that were postponed because of COVID. And now they're playing, you know, six games in seven days or something to catch up. Well, the players don't and want to do it. And the teams that they were supposed to play have to alter their schedule to go back and play these guys because they were reckless back in, you know, January. Players don't want to go back in the bubble. Like this, obviously, to me, it's obvious. Wah. I know, Wah. I know, I know. Wah. I know. They'd yeah. rather sit for, they'd rather sit around and not be able to practice for two weeks because somebody contracted COVID and gave it to everybody else on the team. <laughs> Is that what you want? Whew, it's Hebsey. a privilege to be able to play. You have to take that responsibility seriously. You've got people watching you, and the only reason they're watching you so intently is they can't play. They're living vicariously through you. Those twice a week hockey games that you used to play, you can't. So you're going to watch your heroes play. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't watch them play. Why not? Oh, they got COVID. But I'm a Dallas Stars fan. I've been waiting for this forever. <laughs> what are you telling me? Well, we don't know when they're going to play. Can you imagine if that happened to the Leafs, Mike? And we're sitting here, we're, you know, we're watching other teams play, but we can't watch the Leafs play because we don't even know when they're going to start. Holy cow, would that be a you-know-what? Imagine the TV networks. What are we going to do? Leafs Montreal, opening night. Nope. Sorry, Leafs got coronavirus. Leafs Ottawa, Leafs Ottawa. Nope. <laughs> but in its place, we're going to show you Edmonton and Winnipeg. Although, the, I will say the fans would understand because this is a, a cluster F for everybody in many regards, and this is just one of them. But you've just got too many people in prominent positions that are that are jerks. Like, look at Eugene Melnick this week. <laughs> he tweets out. Yeah. He tries to float this cockamamie idea that he could safely, the Ottawa Senators could safely put 6,000 fans in the stands at Canadian Tire Center with proper protocols and testing and distancing and, and masks and everything. Right. And you're looking at this going, is this guy nuts? <laughs> like, this is at the same time where Rob Ford is locking down the province of Ontario. And this yachts is Doug. thinking, oh, well, let's open up the games. Because he's got Toronto coming in the first weekend. He's got two back-to-back -back games with Toronto coming in. He's thinking, oh, my God, this place would be packed with Leaf fans two nights in a row. Can I get a piece of that? But he's been... get six, As if you and I are going to drive <laughs> up from Toronto to Ottawa and sit in the stands with 6,000 other people rooting for the Leafs. Check your sources, Hebsey. He's been loony for years. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know that. And, and then on the other side of it, in Phoenix, he's looking and going, well, how come Phoenix can put 5,000 people in the stands? Well, that's because that particular jurisdiction allows for that. Okay. And that's why they have one of the highest rates of, of, uh, of COVID-19 in, in the United States. So there's a whole other thing. Those are your partners in the NHL, by the way, Eugene. Just because there's an all-Canadian right. division doesn't mean they're now looking at the states going, hmm, what's going on down there? And by the way, when you, when you get to the Stanley Cup playoffs, eventually you're going to have to play a team from the United States if you're from Canada. Am I right? 
They'll, do you think they'll bubble up for that? Like, what's the plan when they get to the final? Well, that's four? my point. There is no plan, Mike. <laughs> they because they don't want to admit that if this goes wrong or that goes wrong or something goes sideways, we have this contingency plan. They're going to tell you about it when they absolutely have to. I yeah. don't like that at all. But you and I, I want to know. Doesn't don't if the fan wouldn't you like to know what's the plan if this happens? What if they can't all play the same number of games? Are they going to have the 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 the, the, the semifinals and finals in a bubble? Because the teams that are playing will have cro- will have now crossed borders or who knows and all that. Stuff. On this very program, Hebsy, you and I shit all over Major League Baseball, laughing like, are they gonna like they can't finish this season? This is ridiculous. And they ended up having a World Series champion, so I all bets are off. <laughs> uh, no, I, I you seem to labor under the misconception that I was against that type of thing at the beginning. It didn't look good. I remember the St. Louis okay. Cardinals in particular, but but by the same token, they did have a plan in place. They did say the Major League Baseball said what was going to happen. That some games, the games would only be made up if they were you know necessary in the standings and they did they adhered to that okay yeah, you're right and nfl same thing when the nfl started oh my god how are they going to do this right COVID, especially in the nfl where guys are breathing heavy they're like two inches from each other <laughs> right but they they managed to do it because everyone involved all bought in said look if you screw up you screw up the whole team you screw it up for everybody all right and it was like that coach saying hey, anybody breaks curfew the entire team runs laps Right. In other words, look after not just your personal responsibility, but those of your teammates. That's a that's a big responsibility. Do not break protocol. Yes. Now, quick, quick aside before we get back to your action here. Uh, Brendan Dunlop, uh, you broke the story. I remember the day you broke the story on Hebsey on Sports that Brendan Dunlop was no longer with Sportsnet. But he only came public with that information yesterday which was like several months later. And somebody right. somebody tweeted at him something about how, just mentioned something about how those announcements happen on Toronto Mike or something. And then then he replied, and I'm reading it right now, that uh, mm-hmm. Hebsey and Mike are pretty good at reading the tea leaves. Ha ha. So basically, Brendan uh, is basically shouting out you, basically, for being the only one to have this scoop that he was no longer at uh, Sportsnet. So. Well, I was interested too, because, you know, I turn on the TV and I, I get the fact that there's less sports casts and I don't even know, I don't think Sportsnet was even doing, I think they had abandoned their evening sports cast, you know, at that particular time, because there were no games. And I I noticed that Brendan, you know, wasn't part of their, like normally it's him and Martin Geyer. They Correct. Did weekends for the longest time. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, he talked to a few people and, you know, some uh, anonymous sources and say, I don't think he's with them or I don't know if they renewed his contract. And I just contacted Brendan. And said, you know, hey, uh, you know, I, I miss you there. You know, is everything okay? Are you still with Sportsnet? And uh, he said, no, no. You know, he basically said that they didn't renew his contract. There was no announcement made. And this is another thing. Um, you know, you see a guy for, I think Brennan was there for, you know, seven years, maybe? Uh, something seven, like that. Years? I don't know. Yeah, like almost but, a decade. You, know, you, you want to be able to say goodbye to your audience, or you at least want the station to send out a press release or something saying, you know, we thank Brendan Dunlop for eight yeah. great years and right. we're going to miss him and stuff, but like nothing, right? nothing at all. And I just think that that really does the viewer a disservice. It just makes me, it makes me wonder what's going on at Sportsnet there and what's happening there, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and the other thing is, like even looking at the opening night between Montreal and Toronto, I just, I was really disappointed in Sportsnet's coverage of it. This is your opening game. This is big. It's Montreal, Toronto. It's the first of 10 meetings between these two. I'm very interested yet, in this. I can't wait for these details. Uh, yeah. Share. And yet, uh, you know, I don't know, like tonight's game's on TSN. I know what I'm getting with TSN. I'm not going to get any surprises. You know what I mean? Oh, right. what's Jack Armstrong doing on the hockey panel? <laughs> right. I know what I'm getting on TSN. Okay, I know exactly what I'm getting on TSN. So, and I apologize if I'm stepping all over here, but I, I'm literally flying blind because I have no notes. I don't know where you're going, which is actually kind of fun. I have no idea where Hebsey's going, just like a listener. So, uh, <laughs> which is it's, it's kind of exciting. But um, what is it specifically about this? Because I watched Leafs vs. Habs, although I barely remember any of the people on the panel i sort of only remember the game and chris cuthbert seemed to call a fine game like he usually does but tell me what bothered you about that telecast well first of all we were told a while ago if you're not mistaken once chris cuthbert came along chris cuthbert was going to be doing western games that jim simpson jim simpson that craig simpson (laughs) and jim houston were going to do eastern games right which I assumed was Leafs and stuff. For last whatever. season, right, yes. And, and that Chris Cuthbert, in actual fact, was going to do Edmonton Oilers games and Western games along with, uh, I think, Louis DeBrusque. 
Okay. That's what I remember hearing. We're going to pair Chris Cuthbert up with Louis DeBrusque. And our number one unit, of course, is Houston Simpson. So I naturally I'm thinking Toronto, Montreal, it's Houston and Simpson. I mean, you, you're number one team. But, but I have to ask you this, Hebsey. Who do you think calls a better game, Houston or Cuthbert? Oh, Cuthbert. Right. So we, we win. But is Cuthbert doing the games with Craig Simpson? That's not what I was told. I was told that it's Simpson and it's Simpson and Houston. You're, number, you're breaking up your number one team? Or is this one of those things? Like, did Houston, could he not make it? Uh, was he, you know... Did no, he I, read a, I read something, uh, some kind of press release from Sportsnet that they were basic. yeah, that Cuthbert was going to be, like, the Leafs guy. Like, I think he was... No, he, no, 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 I heard the other thing. That's why I say, I think we all assumed that Cuthbert's from here, and the reason he took the job with Sportsnet is so he could be doing the Leaf games. Oh, I think they switched it. I don't it. know. I th- they haven't told us. I thought they switched it. Like, I think for last season, that was the case, and then they, they switched no, it. No, what do you mean last season? Well, what last season? Didn't Cuthbert, I'm now I can't remember. Didn't Cuthbert call uh, playoff games in that bubble? Like, wasn't he here for that? Or, right. Uh, I, don't I thought. Know. I thought he called. I thought he called uh, the Western Conference Final, and then oh, I thought, you're right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Houston called the. That's Stanley right. Cup he final. called the Western. That's right. He called right. the Western Final. So for that, he was. Th- and then uh, Houston and Simpson did the Cup Final, and I right. guess this year Cuthbert will do the Cup Final. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Except that Cuthbert, in my opinion, is the right. best guy Sportsnet's got now that they retired is, Bob Cole. The thing, but here's the thing with Chris: is that who now? Now look, when Chris was at TSN, right? He had Ray Ferraro as his color guy, or you know, yeah, usually it was Ray Ferraro, I guess. Or so. So now that Chris is with Sportsnet, who do you team him up with? Right? I mean, you got a superstar play-by-play guy. Who would you right? like him teamed with? Well, I'll tell you this right now. Chris is the kind of a guy, not that I know him really well, but I think you could put anybody with Chris and, and that, that person would, Chris would assimilate well, you know, Chris can play either way. He can ask the questions. He can provide the commentary. He can sit back and say nothing while the, while the color commentator goes off. It could be somebody really, really um, opinionated. It could be, I don't know, but I think Chris and Louis DeBrusque, would make a great duo. And I can't say that I've heard them together. I mean, I just, you know, mm. when you think back, you're like, okay, I remember so-and-so was doing play-by-play. Who was doing color that day? Bob Cole and Harry Neal for years. Yes. Right. Yes. Gord Miller and Ray Ferraro now on TSN. Absolutely. Come on. Two peas in a pod. Hmm. Jim Houston and Craig Simpson. Yeah. Whether you like them or not, they've been around for years, but who do you team with Chris Cuthbert? And by the same token, if you're doing the panel and think about this, how many years yeah. ago did Rogers, pay 5.2 billion and who who did they have back in those days strombo george strombolopoulos <laughs> don cherry doug yeah. mcclain nick kiprios damian cox uh damian cox glenn healy yeah uh, uh you're right yeah yeah they're all gone there's yeah. only one guy left from that whole group elliot friedman elliot friedman well jeff merrick's still there Oh, and Merrick too but i see so now Merrick, and see that's the other thing is i you know and nothing against jeff but you know, you don't bring your big guns out for the opening game, Montreal, Toronto. You don't bring Ron McLean or Amber, David Amber out there, the big boys, right? Right. Okay. So you're, you're, and you got the B team, you got the B team, and they, and there's five of them or six of them, I guess, if you include Caroline Cameron. And it's sort of like, well, what's going on here? Bunch of talking heads. I get that. But like Brian Burke is a sourpuss. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Anthony Stewart, I don't think adds anything. Is he getting better though? Is he getting better? Cause he was green no, last no, year. He's not. But... No, he's not. And the other thing too, is he only gets like a minute. It's like, okay, Anthony. And he gets his 30 seconds. Right. And then the second time around, he gets like another 30 seconds. Right. And maybe a, a voiceover. Maybe a, here's a highlight that I want to talk about here. Kevin BX is good. He's a little off the wall which is good. He, right. he just finished playing and he still has that, you know, kind of, this is what players go through. I like his inside hockey yeah. stuff. And Elliot Friedman, of course, solid, been there from the beginning. Did you notice his hair was a different color? Or does that matter? I shouldn't notice these things. Yeah, I, you know what? They went into that. They went oh, into did that they? on the panel. It looks like com- a completely... As to whose hair was dyed or not. And I think this all came oh, from he's one died thing, and that's sure. James Duffy. Oh. Because a while back, somebody had mentioned, it might have been Jeff O'Neill on the hockey panel. Yeah. You know, and, and, and by the way, there's your comparison right there. The, the TSN's hockey panel is aces. Right. They don't switch people. It's, it's pretty much James Duffy hosting, Bob McKenzie, Pierre Lebrun, Darren Drager, Dave Poulin, Jeff O'Neill. Craig Button. Craig Button. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. We know these guys. They've been doing it for years. But when I see, when I see, you know, Jeff Merrick, Brian Burke, Anthony Stewart, Kevin BX, Elliot Friedman, Caroline Cameron, 
um, you know, it's like they threw them in a room together for a couple of days and said, okay, you guys are good. You're our guys. And there's no chemistry there. Whereas the chemistry with the TSN guys have been around. And also too, even with, um, you know, with Ron McClain, you know, no matter who he's with on the panel, I mean, Ron, you know, it's formulaic. Ron does his statement he, and he defers to so-and-so, this particular expert who goes on about whatever. And then after that, Ron says, okay, Elliot, your thoughts, that kind of a thing. Right. But you're right about Brian Burke. Brian Burke is just, just why miserable. would I want to look at Brian Burke? Uh, I've never been a big fan, but uh, I just find him so sour. Like, like I'm watching, I was literally, like, was me and the six-year-old, okay, we're just like, let's yeah. watch Leafs and Habs. And then this guy comes on and I couldn't be bothered. I didn't even listen to the panel, to be honest with you. I just noticed right. Elliot's anyway, hair. Uh, disappointing, <laughs> disappointing opening telecast. For those of us who've been waiting, hollishing on Spilkas, waiting for hockey, couldn't wait. And your opener is Montreal, Toronto. Uh, I was disappointed. Okay, but Hebsey, I, really I felt it, it looked like it was too many cooks in the kitchen, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's a lot too of, many talking heads, so, too much, too many elements. It says, I just think. you want the A-team? Because I would, arg- I would argue that um, the guy calling the game, Chris Cuthbert, is your best guy. And that Jeff, I'm a big Jeff fan. I think, I mean, he's not Ron McClain, but Ron McClain obviously was set for Saturday or whatever. But uh, Jeff Merrick is a pretty damn good uh, host of these things, uh, don't you think? Uh, he's got to get better, I think. What are we? I, he's been at it a long time. He's not, and you're right. You can't compare him with Ron McClain's been doing it for 30 years. You can't compare him with David Amber, who's been anchoring, you know, big events like the Olympics and such for a number of years. Jeff is still, hmm. you know, he's still young. I mean, to, to, well, he's to, 50. Well, I don't, I don't mean that. When okay. I say young, okay. I mean young as far as experience goes on the national level. To my knowledge, Jeff Merrick was never a reporter. He never went into the locker rooms and, you know, no, dug no. out stuff. Right, right. So he didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't serve his time in the trenches. He's pretty much a, you know, we're going to put you on camera. Uh, and he's done a lot of talk shows and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. But again, he doesn't, it's not the same. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. And um, if he's your host mm-hmm. for your big Montreal, Toronto, you know, across the country thing. Right. You know, I, I think they, I think they should have included him in the telecast. Sure. But why wasn't David Amber or Ron McLean hosting the opening game? So, love your so, insight. And by the way, and by the way Sportsnet, listen, they got rid of Kevin Quinn and Drew Remedia from their Oilers telecast. They, you know, they just uh, parted away, did not renew their contracts for this year. And they just bumped up the uh, radio play by play for the Oilers. Uh, uh. Jack Michaels, he got bumped up. Now, you're David, uh, um, uh, Kevin Quinn, 19 years as the voice of the Edmonton Oilers wow. on Sportsnet. 19 years. Wow. And uh, Drew Rometty had been there for the last six years. It's funny. Matt Layden like of Brendan, all people. Just like Brendan <laughs> Dunlop and just yeah. like Dave Randorf. Right. Sportsnet, you know, didn't say a word. Like, oh, they just, they didn't make the big announcement. No. They kind of were like, we'd like to thank them for their, hey, come on. Guy, spent, guy spends 19 years with you and he's your Oilers guy. Uh, come on. You know, not renewing his contract, fine, but at least, you know, come out, you know, come up with a nice little thank you for your service, that kind of a thing. Sports that didn't do that with Brendan Dunlop, didn't do it with Dave Randorf. Sorry, man. So shout out to Dave Randorf who, who landed on his feet. He's got a play by play gig at, uh, for the Lightning, I believe, for Tampa yeah, Bay. Absolutely. But when I contacted him, you know, when I had mentioned it last spring, and I said to him, he, you know, he thanked me. He said, "Thanks for reaching out. It was awfully nice of you." You know, a lot of people are doing that, and certainly not his bosses at Sportsnet. They right. didn't, you know, say, "Hey, let's celebrate Dave Randorf, who, <laughs> you know, was here for a number of years and did this and that." I mean, they just. Nothing, no announcement, nothing. Crickets. Mm. Crickets. Tough business. Baseball now, 31-year-old reliever Liam Hendricks got four years and $54 million guaranteed to sign with the Chicago White Sox. Crazy money, Mike. This is nuts. Apparently, the Jays were once again the runners-up in the battle to sign Hendricks. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never, in, never the bride. Yeah, and runners-up in the Francisco Lindor trade negotiations. And for all I know, they're going to end up being runners-up in the Trevor Bauer negotiations. And Trevor Bauer has been very active on social media. You know, what, does Toronto still like me? What's going on? <laughs> um, and so he's, he's playing. He's having fun with it, right? Right. In the meantime, Mark Shapiro gets a new five-year deal from Rogers. And what's he going to do? Is he going to go out and sign guys? Is he just going to take the money and stick it in his pocket and keep developing players so that we've got a championship team maybe by 2025? when Vladdy is 26 years old and, and Bo is 27 years old and Kevin Biggio is 30 years old 
And Teoscar Hernandez is 31 years old. Is this what, is this what we're going for here? Or is this the year? Or is next year the year for that team? Hope they do something because uh, I don't want to bring up the Marcus Stroman tweet, but I like it. Does seem like uh, they're not they're not helping out these young these young studs we've got on this this lineup. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but we, we need we need some help, right? Well, my my thoughts are you're looking at the landscape and you're looking at the money that the Yankees are spending and the money that the Red Sox. Well, they're not spending quite as much, but I mean, you're looking saying when's our best opportunity to win uh, or at least be a playoff contender in the American League East. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think when he was with Cleveland, he looked at the, at the you know, at the American League Central. And, eh, you know, it's not that difficult. We get by them, the White Sox, we can look after Casey. But not so much in the East. So I think, you know, it's kind of like, let's see if we can plan it so that our curve reaches its max right around the time where maybe the Yankees and Tampa and Boston might be struggling a bit. But, I mean, you can't go into the fire against a team like the Yankees that are spending hundreds of millions of dollars on free agents. Right. Right. You just don't have the same cash that they do. You never will. Same with Boston. No matter how much money Rodgers has, they can't compete with Yankees and Boston money if those teams want to spend. They have to develop their own pro- their own talent, which they've been doing. Bo Bichette is a product of the farm system. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is a product of the farm system. Kevin Biggio is a product of the farm system. Teoscar Hernandez, they got in that trade for, I think, Aaron Sanchez. Was that the deal? Was that the one? I think that's the one. Okay, so... But I'm saying that you, you're developing your own, you know, your own core of players. Danny right. Jansen is a is from the Blue Jays farm system. That's the way you develop your talent. And then you add your pieces once you've got those guys. Then you add your free agents. Then you make your trades for your key guys. Well, if this isn't the year, and I think we had mentioned this a few years ago, if this isn't the year, 2021, they're looking at 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. Right? There's your curve. Make the playoffs. Get past the round of the playoffs, your wild card round. Get into the American League Championship Series. Win the American League Championship Series so you can get to the World Series. Win a World Series. If that's the plan, okay. Got to make the playoffs this year. And and look, last last year they had a fine season. They really did. We did not expect them to do as well as they did, right? We were not expecting to play a playoff game last year. There you go. Bonus. But now that you've told it, now now that you've shown us, that you have the potential to beat all these other teams. And you're maybe a couple players away. And not just a couple players away, the development of these players. Imagine how much better Flatty can be. Imagine how much better Bo and Cavan can be. And Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And Teoscar Hernandez. Imagine how much better they can be after seeing them play last year. They can't help but getting better as long as they stay healthy. So I'm very excited. Awesome. Uh, TFC signed a new coach, 48-year-old Chris Armas used to be the coach of the New York Red Bulls. He inherits a team that is used to going deep in the playoffs. So he'll be under the gun right away, which is, I like to see that. I don't want to see them taking a step backwards, his team. Uh, and Craig Vanny, who was the uh, very successful coach of uh, TFC and won a championship, of course, is now the new coach of the LA Galaxy. So good for him. Good luck. And uh, English soccer, of course, I had mentioned um, some teams have really had some uh, problems with COVID and they've, and they've postponed games, which I think they should have had to forfeit, but that's, you know, my business. And uh, my team, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, had a game against Fulham the other day. They drew 1-1. They were leading 1-0. Uh, Son hit the goalpost. It would have made it 2-0. And, uh, and then Fulham came back and tied it. Did All you, this outrage. Did you ever Sad. comment on that? Because I was reading about it, but the greatest discrepancy between you know, quality of teams ever. Like you never commented on Hebsey yeah. on sports yet. Can you, no, for that us was, dummies uh, that, like that's me. That's the FA Cup. Now, okay, the so, FA Cup is But like, how does that happen? Because it sounds like it was just these these plumbers right. and... <laughs> yeah, right. So what happens in the, the FA Cup basically yeah. is any team can take on any other team in a draw. Any team can get in. You know, a club team, right? You and nine of your friends, 10 of your friends. Really? <clears throat> only, that's really the only tournament. The only other thing would be like the PGA. Like, you know, the movie Tin Cup? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so Tin Cup... Uh, is that that was a PGA champion or the U S open, sorry. And the U S open is open to anyone. As long as you qualify amateur or professional, you could be a bum and you could have like, you know, all unmatched golf clubs. But if you win your, your uh, regional and your sectional and your, you know, your, your, your qualifying, then you, you earn your way into the U S open. It doesn't right. matter who you are. 
All right. And even though Tin Cup is a fictional story, it's kind of based on a true story of some of these golfers and one in particular who was like a farmer. I can't even think of his name. And he ended up like qualifying and winning and qualifying. And who is this guy? And all that stuff. Sorry about that. I think that's Kevin Costner calling. He wants to talk about Tin Cup. Um, Anyway, it's just the whole uh, idea that in the FA Cup, you can um, have a team that's like the eighth tier. Um, You know, you get paid a couple hundred pounds maybe to play. Uh, and uh, you get a, a chance to play and host a match against Tottenham Hotspur. That's a that's unbelievable. That's a movie like that to me. Is it is. It's a movie. It would have been a movie if they would have won. Yeah, or, or if even they even the game or even scored but they a were goal. So happy. Yeah. 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 Because it's just north of Liverpool. It's called Marine. They were so happy. Yeah. And remember, and they couldn't sell any tickets because people couldn't watch, even though if outside the grounds, you saw lots of people. Right. Several dozen people, it looked like, that were outside the grounds, outside the fences that were watching, you know, sipping wine and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Wow. Um, and just, yeah, just the idea that this team could even play. And remember, to get to this, I think it was the fourth round. Yeah. They had to win three matches in the FA Cup. Right. So they had beaten the team from the sixth tier. They had beaten the team from the third tier. Right. You know, to advance to this particular point. That's so a Cinderella story, man. I just wish they oh, had scored. Imagine they had scored a goal. Like, just imagine that. Oh, moment. my God. They yeah. almost did. They hit the goal did post they? in the first 15 minutes. They hit the bar. Yeah. Oh, my God. It would have been wild. Wow. Wow. And yeah, so, so I have a question. Would be your Spurs. So once you, is it just that, and I didn't watch the game. I just read about it. But they go up five and then they just make the extra passes. And, like, they must at some point stop scoring. Right. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Because once, yeah, once they were up five, he put in the kids. He put in the the yeah the youngsters. Still, you know, they could dominate. A, actually, a they were country. actually they were up four, and right. they put in the kids. And then the sixteen-year-old kid became the oh, youngest yeah. ever to score for Tottenham Hotspur wow. uh, when he scored the fifth goal. And right. then from there, they just yeah they yeah, you know, they, they just, passed it around. They had a couple of chances, but they really you don't want right. to rub it in that badly. Right. Uh, yeah. And that, goal differential. Goal differential doesn't matter in a, a case like amazing. This. I think that's amazing. Imagine yeah, being, really you could tell your grandkids about the time you played. I don't even know the stars. Gareth, what's the uh, big stars? I don't. Oh, even... the big stars are Harry Kane and uh, Son Son Youngmin. Yeah, is, is there but, a Gareth? Uh, on Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is. Okay, he so, was yeah. a star. Okay, okay, anymore. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm I'm up to date. It now. was yeah, it was. It's great, and that's just it. The FA Cup, you just never know, man, because there's always these matches where this team you've never heard of before, and here comes Arsenal to play them. You know, in some little town somewhere, and the whole town goes crazy. And in fact, wow. what they wanted to do, I think they wanted to sell 500 virtual tickets Okay. <laughs> for this game in Marine mm-hmm. to help support the squad. Oh, sure, yeah. They sold over 20, I think 30,000. Wow. I think they sold close to 30,000 virtual tickets. They sold scarves. They wow. sold T-shirts, anything they could with, you know, Tottenham sure. versus Marine. Wow. So it was really great for soccer. It was really good to see. I would love, can you imagine that in the Stanley Cup? Imagine if they had an open tournament. Where they beat you, there'd be a play-in qualifier for the Stanley Cup. Uh, and and any guys, team, uh, put your team together, and then you'd have to go through playdowns. You'd have to go through qualifying, right, to be able to get that one play-in spot. Right, and there's it's like, like the, in the NCAA basketball tournament where they have that play-in, that team you've never, a school you've never heard of before, right, from Yehopitzville, Kentucky, <laughs> right. And they're, and, and they're, and they're taking they're on Duke. Duke. Right. Exactly. Right? You know, they, exactly. How did, you know yeah, it's the, <laughs> people love Cinderella stories. Oh, right out of the right out of the movie Hoosiers. No doubt. Absolutely. It's like it, the miracle on ice. Ro- it's Rocky at its best. Tell me when you saw the movie Rocky. Yeah. You didn't cry. Well, he lost, guy. though, in Rocky. I know. but doesn't well, matter. Know, he got the chance. He got his shot. I know. I know. That I love Rocky. Dream. I love Rocky. That was his dream. His dream was to just be, you know, fight for the championship. And I'm sure all of these teams' dreams would be to play in an FA Cup. Play on the same grounds as Tottenham Hotspur or right. Manchester City or Liverpool or Man U or Chelsea. Come on. Unbelievable. American football, eight teams left in the NFL playoffs. Big matchup, of course, featuring the Buffalo Bills and 24-year-old quarterback Josh Allen hosting the Baltimore Ravens and 24-year-old quarterback Lamar Jackson. The Bills favored by two points in this game. I'm calling Buffalo to win it by a field goal in the dying seconds. Wow. No Scotty Norwood. It's good. The Bills win. (laughs) They're going to the AFC Championship. When is this game, Hebsey? I want to make sure I watch it. Saturday this night in Buffalo. Saturday night. So is it up against the Leafs game? <laughs> no, no, I just went on. Uh, how yeah, much toggling? Game, I think it's at 7. Okay. The Buffalo game's at like 8.20 or something like that. So I'll be toggling. That's great, though. Toggle. You can toggle there. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Sunday night, 43-year-old Tom Brady <laughs> yeah. and 42-year-old Drew Brees will battle it out in New Orleans as the Bucks play the Saints. Wow. Their combined 85 years... 
is the oldest combination of quarterbacks to ever play in an NFL game. 85 years. Any game. Any game. Wow. Any NFL game. That's crazy. A 43 and a 42-year-old starting quarterback? Come on. I, I thought maybe there was like a week three game at some point where uh, I no, don't know. No, but even so, who would the quarterback I be? I don't know. Who would the guy be? You're right. I don't know. Who would the two guys be? Never mind. You could have one guy that was 48, but you'd still have to have another guy who was like 37 or whatever the number, right? <laughs> That's incredible. 85 years between the two of them. I love it. Love it's, it. It's wild. Um. I'm going to call the Bucks in this one only because Brady is such a champion. Um, even though New Orleans is favored by three, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. The other games have the Packers hosting the Rams on Saturday. The Pack is seven-point pick. I'll go with Green Bay on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in Green Bay. And Sunday afternoon, it's Kansas City hosting the Cleveland Browns. Chiefs favored by 10. Mm. I'm going to call the Brownies to cover, but I think Casey will win the game. Okay, and so in your scenario, this sets up the KC Bills uh, showdown that we've been anticipating all season. Yes, I don't want to get too far ahead of no, myself, but okay. that's what I'm don't predicting. Don't count those chickens with the Bills. So, okay, That's what I'm predicting. <laughs> I thought they were going to blow that game last weekend, to be honest. Shh. I know, I know. <laughs> and never mind that, if that kicker doesn't miss a field goal and right. if their coach doesn't make a, but, a couple of stupid calls. But that ref made a bad Frank call. Reich. Frank Reich, by the way, was the coach. Right, of course. Uh, last of time course, they won, of, uh, of the Colts. Last time they won, yeah, a home Buffalo game. maybe doesn't win, but maybe they learn from their mistakes. I don't know. But, but Lamar Jackson's a hell of a quarterback, and you know what? Baltimore's got a great running game, and they're really going to test. Baltimore averages almost 200 yards a game on the ground. Wow, almost twice as much as Buffalo on the ground. Buffalo really relies on their passing, and Buffalo's defense is suspect. Yes, yeah, and they're suspect to the run, and that's Lamar Jackson's got a great pair of legs, man. He can scare the hell out of you, especially if he runs out of the pocket. Oh, boy. And Josh Allen is not, you know, he's pretty good, too. So it, it, I'm looking forward to a great game. That's, yeah, me uh, too, man. Night, tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. And f finally, Mike, American broadcaster J.P. Morosi, John Paul Morosi, who I'm sure you've heard before on, I think he used to be on McCowan's radio show a fair bit. Yeah, that's where Fox I know him Sports. from. Right. Uh, he has produced his Hall of Fame ballot for baseball, and he's put pitcher Mark Burley on the ballot. For eating And he innings? tweeted it out, here's my ballot. <laughs> now, I like John Paul Morosi, yeah. but he's way off here. Right. And I like Mark Burley, yeah. who was a very good pitcher. But never no. once did I ever, ever, even when he threw a no-hitter, ever say, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. I always say Not this, once. for a guy like that, I just say this. Who's a better pitcher, Dave Steeb? Or Mark Burley. Like, oh, there's me, no comparison. No comparison. Steve, a much better pitcher. And Steve never got in the hall. Every year. And he never got in the hall. No. No. You might as well put R.A. Dickey Mark in the Burley's, hall if you're putting Burley in there. Mark Burley won 214 games. That's nice. His lifetime ERA was 3.81. Right? But here's the key, Mike. The key is this. In all of his years, in 16 years, in the mejor leagues... How many times do you finish in those 16 years did he finish in the top 10 in Cy Young voting? Not the top three. Oh. <laughs> the top 10 in Cy Young voting over 16 years. How many times was Mark Burley in the top 10? In other words, okay. how many times was he in the running I'm gonna as guess, the best pitcher in the American League? I'm going to guess twice. One time. Oh. One time. 2006, yeah. he was fifth in the voting. Well, and, that, and that's it. So if he wasn't in the conversation every year, if it's 16 years in the American League, what about the guys ahead of him? What about the guys who during that time period were in the top 10 five right. times? Right. Or actually won the Saya? The Dave Steves of the world. Who, yeah. How yes. many, you know, how many years was he in the top five? Many. Oh, many. It was him and Jack Morris like every year, right? I'm still mad. He's, I just, I don't know why he's on the uh, outs. I don't know. I don't know. No one even so, talks so about him. I, and listen, far, I would never say this. I would never, if someone got into any Hall of Fame, or, or for that matter, this, I, this is the type of person I am. I'm this kind of a guy. If anyone achieved anything, I would never say they didn't deserve what they got. I never would say he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. You didn't deserve to get that doctorate. You shouldn't have gotten that honor. I would never do that. But if someone is not in the Hall, I can give a lot of reasons why I don't think that person should be able, should reach that achievement. Right. Because you're voted in, right? You have to earn it. Someone has to say, we're nominating this person. And then the voters have to go, we're going to vote him in. If that's, if that's the format to get in. Right. Now, I don't know if that's the format for the Accountants Hall of Fame. I don't know who the great accountants of the world are. 
And I don't have the expertise to say, well, that guy shouldn't be in the Accountants Hall of Fame, right? He's not good enough. I don't know how that goes, but I can tell you when it comes to sports and certainly baseball, I see a guy or a woman and I say, that's a Hall of Famer. And Mark Burley is not a Hall of Famer, period. Agreed. All right. I think that's going to wrap it, Mike. That's our uh, episode 215 of Hebsey on Sports. Uh, we were supposed to be on YouTube today. We had some technical problems there, so uh, we, uh, we we did it on the Facebook but, channel. But, you but- know, Hebsey, as I'm thinking about all this, here's a production note that the listeners might be interested in. As I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking I might be able to uh, get the video anyways and put it on your YouTube page. So it won't be live on YouTube, but you could have this episode on your YouTube, and then we could get that this fixed awesome. for next week. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, my fault, too. I touched some things I shouldn't have touched, and we uh, we, did, we we couldn't get it done today. <laughs> Hang on after this episode, Hebsey. We'll do a little test. You got it, Mike. You got it. All right. So that's it for episode 215. Thanks, as always, to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Uh, Hit him up at Toronto Mike. He's got a fantastic podcast with uh, interesting, uh, entertaining guests. Uh, So uh, check out Mike. And, of course, uh, we're back with you uh, next Friday morning, 920 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget the Hebsey channel, the YouTube channel, is called Live from Toronto with Hebsey and I'll be posting all kinds of stuff, not just our podcasts, but some other uh, interesting posts, uh, some observations as I, uh, you know, I do my daily walks around the city of Toronto and some of the things that I come across are, I think quite interesting and funny and worth posting. So I'll have that, I'll have commentaries, I'll have sports casts and all that. So um, uh, go to to my YouTube channel uh, and uh, subscribe, tell your friends and uh, let's build up the subscriptions here and, uh, get the good content out there so and, uh, until we until we speak to you next time thanks for allowing us into your headspace and uh, we're back uh, next Friday with another exciting episode of Hebsey on Sports until then so long for now this podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.